What are you doing out here? I'm doing stuff. Thanks. You're listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. This week, coming to you from the UK only, please welcome your hosts, Sam and Stefan. Hello and welcome. It is that Stuff and Thangs podcast again, Fear Edition. I am Sam Jones and I'm joined again this week by my good friend Stefan. How you doing, buddy? Hey, buddy. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Um, I want to kick the podcast off with an update. Uh, Baby Madison has arrived. Uh, Alfie, my uh, longtime podcast amigo of the Stuff and Thangs. I know we have a lot of listeners. uh, A couple of people have even messaged the last couple of days, which have been very kind. Uh, Baby has arrived. Mother and baby are doing very well. Uh, of course, as I said, uh, Madison Laurie Adams is the baby name, um, named after his two favourite characters from Fear and The Walking Dead. Um, so yeah, great news. He's going to kill you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but it's better than me handing out the real name. <laughs> Come on. This is true, this is true. Well, uh, I think Madison Laurie works quite well. I think Madison Laurie works quite well, and it is, really. People just think I'm joking, but no, he's obsessed with those two characters. So, I mean, I just feel sorry for his wife who's got to put up with that. I mean, just an obsession with the two of them. But, hey, uh, yeah, so baby and mum doing great. They're now currently having the fun of new baby in the house, so <laughs> good luck with that, guys. <laughs> that means no sleep, yeah, no nothing. Yeah, but, I mean, he's in the US, so it kind of works out well, because time zone wines whilst he's up with the baby I'm like it works so I can just drop him a message and see how he's doing but uh yeah uh good fun uh, I'm really pleased for him so yeah I'm, I'm glad to get that out of the way first because that's that's a nice positive story to start the podcast I feel that is it's good yeah. start on a high start um, on a high now we're going to talk about the episode and as we discussed last week we have two new features for the podcast fear edition um, one feature was mine. One feature is yours. Yours is the rating system. Now, yes. this week, how have you have you managed to refine the five brackets? I thought I had, and then I watched the episode. So you've, so you're you're not quite sure you've got one low enough or high enough. Low enough. Oh, that's not a good indictment like, for the I, episode. I've, I've gone straight in for you know finding out that Judith is Shane. That sort of level. A little bit of hurt, it's and a then a fight, lot of confusion. Finding out that Judith is Shane's. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Th- Ju- that's the sort of level of Rick I'm at right now. I'm hurt a little bit, massively confused. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, so if we were just going to use the numbers for a moment then, with five being, oh my word, what a masterpiece of television, and yep. number one being, I swear Scott Gimple took a dump and then rubbed it on a page and called it a script... You're saying that this is a number one. I, I'm saying he had an awful lot of curry the night before. <coughs> oh man! That, oh wow! That's that's a really brutal rating. Okay, I mean, I I didn't think it was that bad. So this should be an interesting discussion. I'm I'm up for that. I like that. Um, this is good. So let's dive straight into it then, my friend. This is Fear the Walking Dead season four, episode four. And do you know the title of the episode? I didn't look at it. Close, but it was actually just a one word. The title (laughs) of the episode was Buried. Buried, that was it. Okay, um, so my opening note, and you'll smile and laugh as I say this, is Mm -hmm. the episode is split into two stories, a flashback and current events. Yay, is what I've written. 
Mm-hmm. Um, current events is we have Al asking um, people questions, and that therefore is leading into the flashbacks. So she's got Strand, Alicia, and Lucy. Yep. She's asking the three of them to tell their stories, and the three of them are telling about a day which they believe changed or set them on the, the bad road, if you like. Um, yep. And they're telling the story from three different perspectives because all three of them were basically doing different things on that day. Yes, they were okay. in their separate groups. So if you're happy, my friend, what I'd like to do is focus on each of those stories individually and then we'll come back at the end to sort of get up to date and, and round off then. Are you happy with that? That sounds like a plan. Okay then, my friend, let's start with Strand. Victor Strand. Um, he tells the story that, and basically he's going on a run with a guy. I don't know that guy's name. He's been in two episodes now where he's had prominent things, and I still don't know his yep. name. Uh, they said his name, but I didn't catch it. No, that, that's bad, isn't it? He's basically a red shirt right now to me. Whether whether that changes or not, I don't know. But uh, in essence, Strand and this guy um, go out on a run together. Um we see them go to what looks like a garden centre to me. Did that look like that to you as well? Yeah, yeah, all the, the plants and the cacti and yeah. everything else around. So in essence, they're trying to look at places to get food that you wouldn't necessarily first think of. You know, you'd raid a supermarket, now they're raiding a garden centre to see if they can find, <coughs> I don't know, uh, tomatoes that have grown or something. Good I idea. I thought it was a good... When she first mentioned it, I thought yeah. it was a good idea. No, no, I, I agree. I mean, it, it makes perfect Go sense. Go left wing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Take, take it from a different angle. So... Um, they've gone out there, they've gone there, um, there were some cool walkers in this, with kind of, um, that looked like they died in an unusual way, they had like, uh, white spikes all over them. Yeah, like, um, Um, like if you'd fallen into a, a a cactus. Yeah. Um, so I I kind of thought that was a little bit odd, um, but... There was no inclination of how they died, they were now just covered in cactus spikes. So it's quite possible they died from whatever and then walked through a cacti field. Um, Who knows? But that's how it looked, anyway. I mean, but yeah, it was a nice visual, it was a bit different. Um, uh, They obviously dispatched them. Uh, They didn't really find much there, but then Strand takes the guy to uh, what looks like a... Uh, in essence, like a load of abandoned cars, and Strand yep. takes him to a car that Strand has got set up. He's got supplies there, ready, he says, that could last him a month, or two people a month, and hints Which to the guy... That really ra- isn't that long. No, that he says to him, basically, rather than going back to the baseball field, where, you know, we've got all these problems, how about me and you jump in this car and we go on our merry way? Um... It seems to me that this just hints at the fact that Strand hasn't really changed much. No, still same old Shroud that I've got here. Yeah, I mean, he... I, I don't know what to say about that, really, because it's kind of a strange thing. Um, all we've evidenced or seen from him so far has been a kind of uh, same character, same way of talking, same mannerisms, but seems almost very loyal to Madison. Um, you know, he, yep. he, seemed, he seemed almost very grateful they forgave him. Um, and therefore was loyal, was very much on side. But then in this one scene, we see that shattered because he's ready to run, he's ready to go. So, I don't know, man, what are your thoughts on that? Because he does change his mind in the end. He does return with the guy and take the supplies back. He doesn't admit to Madison what he was originally going to do. Madison just thinks they found them while they were out. 
But yeah, what, what did you think about that whole sort of strand arc to this? It, it was kind of nice to see the Shroud hasn't actually changed as a character. Yeah. Like, he's always going to be the same person. No, obviously I didn't see season three, so I don't quite know what happened there. We still don't know quite I mean, why Madison forgave him for what. Oh, uh, well, I can I can fill that in a little bit for you. So basically in season three, Strand was willing to sell them all out, and he did sell them all out. They'd made okay. it to a dam, like a water mm-hmm. facility. There were some good people there, and Strand sold them out to, in essence, a biker gang. Think a real nasty group who wanted to take it and then exploit the water supply. Um, Nick then blew the dam up so nobody could have it. Uh, but yeah, Strand basically double-crossed everyone, and to be honest with you, Madison forgave him, which didn't make a great deal of sense to me. But they were all separated at that point. How, okay, they, gotcha, how gotcha. they've got back together in season four, we don't know, and they're not telling us that. Um, the only flashback we're getting is this kind of recent history. Uh, so, And there's one day, apparently, now. yeah. Well, th- well, this one day that we're looking at, they seem to think is where... Everything know, went wrong, yeah. They seem to think that that was the point. Um, Strand, from my point of view, the way he's telling this, is almost like, I should have run. Did you get that as well? Yeah, definitely. They all seem to be, from all of them, I think you get that whole thing of why did we go back. But yeah, he seems to be convinced that he's made the wrong decision in going back to them. Which is interesting because he's still with them now. So, so yeah, they've obviously forgiven him for again. Well, Or, not, like he said, he never told them. Well, he didn't tell them, but let's look at it. He's saying, I should have rung, I should have gone by myself, I should have just hightailed it out of there. And yet now we're in a situation where he's seeking revenge and wants to be with them. So that, that to me seems very different to the Strand character that we know. Strand character very much out for himself. Um, we were thinking perhaps he differed a bit in the time jump. But then in this little snippet we've seen that no, he's still very much out for himself. And yet now all of a sudden he's Team Alicia, Team Lucy and they're ready to go exact their revenge on this group. I don't know. I can't I... wait to see what this group did. I really can't wait. It's building up to something big. The, let's and hope, I really let's hope, hope it doesn't disappoint. Yeah, let's hope it is something worthwhile. Um, I, I'm guessing it's going to be whatever the mid-season finale is. Um, we're going to finally find out what, what it was. But Yeah, that's my guess. Or perhaps the revenge is going to be the mid-season finale. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, on Strand, it was kind of nice to see that he's still got that edge to his character and we're not just, in essence, uh, you know, painting over his history. Um, and I liked that despite he had those instincts, he actually decided to go back, which shows growth in the character, not just same old, same old. So I, I appreciated yep. that. I, I did question the the kind of thinking where... He was looking at the camera saying, I should have gone that day, I should never have gone back. And yet he's still with them now, you know. That to me kind of felt a bit odd, but I'm I'm more than happy to kind of let that play out and see where we go. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. And I like the fact they had the um like the stone rock. This reminds me of my past and Yeah. Still got those ties too back then. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I'd like to see if they develop exactly what that is or or why he's kept a bit. I wonder if that's part of the dam that blew up. I, I don't know. I mean, we're going to find out. Hopefully, we'll find out. You never know. We'll see. Shows. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, that's Strand. Uh, 
Lucy uh, tells a story of her and Nick going on a run. So, despite last week us watching Nick die, he's back on our screens this week via the wonderful medium of flashback. Thank you, Mr. Gimble. <laughs> um, they're on a run together again. They're trying to look out different locations, but Nick actually makes them stop at a library. Uh, Nick basically says to Lucy, you know, there has to be more than just about food. I want to create a library back at the baseball field. Uh, Nick seems to be very focused here on building civilization. It's interesting to me that, you know, if Morgan had run into this version of Nick, how different the perception would have been, you know, but something like we know has happened and has taken Nick from being this guy desperate to kind of create civilization. You know, he talks about the young girl saying, you know, she's with that group because she doesn't know any better. We need to show people there is a better way. Um, it, that it worked was, out well. Yeah, didn't it ever? The girl <laughs> shot him. Um, I mean, that even got said in the episode, didn't it? I mean, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah see, I didn't realise they saw because I know they chased off after where they'd gone, but I didn't realise they'd I think seen Ali- it was yeah, her. Yeah, I think Alicia saw her run. I think Alicia came round the corner and Lucy came round the corner and saw her running off into the distance, um, which is just you know awful, really, when you think about it. Um, because what are they going to do? They're going to kill a little girl. That's going to be an interesting moment. Oh, what's the girl going to do now that the guy she's been sticking around with is gone as well? Yeah. Is she no. now out on her own? or We don't know. We're going to have to find out. Um, but yeah, I hopefully. mean... So the Lucy and Nick thing... Yeah, again, hopefully. They're at this library. Um, one of the things I really like about this show at the moment as well is the visuals of everything. You know, this library mm-hmm. looked, you know, raided... And we had this scene where they come across someone who has tied themselves up. They've turned and they're tied to a bookcase. Um, I'm guessing the librarian, yeah. Yeah, and has killed themselves. But mm-hmm. before doing it, has tied themselves up. I mean, I I thought that was kind of really powerful, kind of incredible. Um, you know, someone who basically you know, was starving or something, couldn't see a way out, but had the forethought and the clarity of thought to think, but I don't want to be a could be attacking someone when I'm dead. Therefore, find myself up first. It's kind of a real haunting, brutal reminder of the world that you know this yeah. show inhabits. And I think reminders like that is something they've not put enough into The Walking Dead. So seeing that in fear, I really liked it. It may, yeah, it kind of brings almost a real, not realism, but you know what I mean. Into no, exactly. No, that, that, that's the thing, though. That's the kind of. That's the kind of thing that drew me into The Walking Dead. Yeah, the, you know, zombies, they're not real. It's fiction. But it was the fact they tried to create this unreal characterization, this unreal situation, and put it into real people. So the mm-hmm. characters you could relate to and you could put yourself in it. And I, I remember watching episodes from seasons one to three of The Walking Dead, and sometimes it'd go to an ad break, and I'd feel like I'd not taken a breath because I'd been like... <gasps> You know, yeah. waiting on oh, anticipation yeah. because the way they depicted the world was at any minute, you know, a zombie's hand could come out of somewhere or just grab you and the character's gone. Yep. Um, and Anything could have happened. Yeah, so in this, although you don't have that same feel to this, I don't think you can recapture it, unfortunately, but the, the little the details being put in and, and the reminders of just how brutal and tough this world is... Is very welcome because it keeps the walkers as an actual threat and keeps the the world as the big bad guy. You know, no matter how bad people are to each other, you know that has to still be the big bad. 
in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I think The Walking Dead has kind of lost it, and I'm kind of worried that with these vultures coming in, this was going to lose it a bit more. Yeah, no, I agree, and still could. Um, yeah. The whole vulture situation's a whole other thing, which we'll come back to. Yeah, um, I've got some notes on them for later. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, really bizarre situation, that. Um, so they basically do find one book that they're interested in, which is like a roadmap. And this is the moment that Lucy suggests that those two get in a car and leave. Um, yep. She's like, you know, we'll, we'll flick through this book. Whatever it lands on, we'll just go there. Me and you, let's go. Fresh start. Um, I think Lucy's obviously just self-preservation. She's worried. Uh, she wants to be with Nick, clearly, uh, rather than running off on her own again. Uh, Nick uh, flips it. He's like, no. But why don't we just go further afield to look for things, you know? Why don't we go further afield to find stuff to plant, to find animals, to, to redo, you know? They're they're just waiting us out, but if we can be self-sufficient again, we haven't They got can wait as long as they like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they can sit outside all they want. We'll just stay behind our walls and we'll be fine. Um, so they, they go back to Madison and basically present this idea. She thinks, yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. You've only got to do this one far away run one time. I'm on board. Get the stuff you need, bring it back. Uh, Lucy, in telling the story, seems, you know, if only I'd picked a different page, if only I'd picked a different... So she seems to be saying that whatever it is, that, you know, this run that they're about to go on seems to be where things really go bad. Who knows? But that's the way it looked. Um, Any other points on the Lucy-Nick kind of story that you picked up? I obviously watched the program with my dad anyway, and we had a bit of a laugh saying, go on, let that page zoom into Atlanta or Georgia or something like that. Yeah, yeah, she, that I was like, God, that's got to be the link back between them. Surely, nope, didn't happen. No, well, I mean, that would be funny. Uh, you know, where are we going to go? And then we just rock up at Alexandria's gates like, wow, what happened to this place? It'd be a nice way of uh, merging the two together, I guess, wouldn't it? If they ever wanted to merge them, yeah. Yeah, that'd definitely be the way to go. Or even if it was just a case of they opened the book up, it was say Atlanta or yeah. where Alexandria's based anywhere like that and just have one of them go nah a bit far try again yeah no yeah no it would have been a nice could have been quite funny um, but no um, so yeah. yeah no no go on you were saying also with the whole the Nick thing if Morgan had like you said if Morgan had met that Nick yeah. that trying to build the civilization even though he's only building that civilization really for that one girl yeah I know he's trying to make it sound like it's for everyone but it's quite clearly just for that one yeah. person yeah yeah but I think if he had met that Nick, it would have been a completely different kind of way of looking at it. Yeah, I agree. Because that's almost what Morgan wishes he was. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think Morgan would have come into the community um, and he possibly, you know, that that's what Morgan's seeking. He's seeking that there has to be something more to this. There has to be existence and living, not, you know, not surviving all the time. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean that's yeah. It was an interesting thing. I, it was almost sad to see that you know the sort of Nick character, what happens. So we're mm-hmm. gonna have to. I mean, the obvious trigger is Madison's death, but it's so obvious. I'm thinking it can't be that. It must be something else. I thought it was there at the end, though. You you think you've seen what it is? No, no. I thought it was there at the end of the episode. There was a second. We'll, I'm sure we'll go on to it later, but there was a second at the end of the episode where I went, oh, that's, where it, that's it, and it wasn't. You thinking of when they're trying to bury him? Yeah, and when was, they yeah. start digging, I, I, and I was I like, thought, oh, no, not I, next to Madison. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, I had the same thought. Um, okay, so we'll move on to Alicia. Yes, this um, is a fun one. To me, I, I quite like this, but I've seen this being pulled apart online. People hated this. 
So, some very obvious reasons why. Okay, so let's let's move through it. Um, so Alicia goes on a run with Naomi in air quotes. Yeah, uh, she's the doctor lady who's arrived with them. Um, they go to a water park now. So let's break it down. I absolutely love the visuals of this. I thought that water park looked haunting. It oh looked, yeah, visual wise, it looked. I brilliant. thought it looked great. I thought the walkers were good. I thought you know visually again, I thought it was good. The um, water soaked zombies in the pool. So so what what about it did you not like? Simple things like as soon as Naomi looked at the meds, my brain automatically went, she's going to do a runner. Yeah. She, and, gave, and her the, she, did, she yeah. gave the binoculars. Here yeah. we go. Look away. I'm going to disappear. Yeah. Where did she disappear to? Because the two slides, they fell down one. Yeah. And it was that big circular bit with zombies in the middle of it. Yeah. And they climbed up the other one, which had a load of zombies at the bottom of in the pool. Waiting for them, yeah. Yeah, where did she just slide and disappear to? No, I agree. That, that to me, was a mystery. Um, I don't know whether once they were up there, they were able to come back down the steps because they were able to move the barricade. However, she... For her to have done that that quickly with well, yeah. her just looking through the binoculars. Yeah, no, I agree. It was, it was almost like a scene was missing yeah. from that. No, I agree with you on that. Yep. Um, the other one was you could see when they first climbed up the slide. Yeah. I've been to water parks. I've been lucky enough to go to a water park in America as well. Yeah. Um, all the slides go over the edge of the pool. So why did they go through the pool to get wet to make climbing the slide a lot more difficult when wet and slippery than just walking around it, climbing over the side and walking now, up with dry boots? Now that seems to be the thing that everyone's picking up online. It's like, why did they go through the pool? There's absolutely no need How, to. Let's well, just walk through these zombies in the water. Now, don't get me wrong, I've only watched the episode once. But I thought when they were stood there looking around, there were barricades everywhere, and literally the only route to get to that was through the water. There was one pool, the first pool where they walk over whatever that floating thing yeah, was that didn't yeah. move, even though it was floating. Yeah. That one was surrounded, but then as they get into the slide, I'm sure you can see like the side of the pool when they actually get onto the slide. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm uh, not sure on that one. I'll have to have a look again, but genuinely, I thought when I was watching it, but I've read online the same as you, just people just like pulling at that saying there was no reason for them to get in the pool. Forget the fact that they then have wet shoes. There are walkers in that pool. Why have they got in there? It makes no sense. Yeah, they just literally walked into the middle of them. Yeah. yeah and it, then she dropped her knife. That was just stupidity. What? Well, I think that was kind of a frantic trying to get away yeah. thing. But again, it, it it's, it's strange because I, I was watching it and the way they kind of shot and they talked and the way they looked, to me, I felt it was quite self-explanatory that things were blocked off. Um, but I can, you know, the more and more I've read, the more and more people have said, you know, well, why did they get in the pool? Because, as you just said, all they needed to do was go around the edge. Um, I don't know. I'll have to have another look. But I genuinely thought they made it clear in the dialogue and the way they were looking. It was literally the only route to get to where they needed to go. So, I don't I know. Mean, yeah, I mean, I'll have to watch the scene again and hopefully see the missing part. Yeah. Yeah, but so I mean, I mean, uh, like you said, though, I mean, Naomi clearly had a parachute in her backpack and she just jumped. 
that's got to be the only way, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, even that, I think, would have made enough noise for... Abseiling. Uh, Alicia to turn. Abseiling, that could yeah, have been like it. a bungee cord. She just literally leapt over the side, cut the cord at the bottom, and bang, bolted for the car she's found. Um, so, yeah, to round that off then, I mean, the lady called Naomi does go to run away. Um, she doesn't get yep. that far ahead of Alicia, who kind of just strolls up to her while she's still in the car trying to leave. Alicia again says, how did she get down I that mean, quickly? Alicia's kind of relaxed, you know, she's kind of like, look, if you want to go, go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Alicia, the woman kind of says something. She says, I'm not able to do this again. I'm not able to feel safe and with people again and then have it all go away. Yeah. Um, that was kind of a good scene to me. It kind of painted this picture that obviously she's been in a community before, um, which obviously we're going to come on to because there's potential of what she meant there later on. Um, and, and she also wanted to leave in that moment. Um, yeah, I mean, she's packed up car. Well, the car's not going anywhere. She's out of fuel, but yeah, she's ready to go. And Alicia kind of convinces her to come back. You know, yeah. not not really by doing much else, but the woman says, you know, I was a nurse in an ICU. I could look at people and I knew if they were going to make it or not because of my experience. And Alicia kind of said to her, well, that's, this is what you're doing now. You're basically looking at us saying we're not going to make it, so you're cutting and running. But did you ever have a situation where you looked at people and got it wrong? And that was enough to kind of put the thought in her head that, yeah, maybe I am wrong. I'd yeah. rather stay with these people, you know, and, and that's why she stayed. Um, at the end of the episode, there, there's a bit of a reveal, which I want to come on to more detail in a minute. But one of the things that gets said is that she's died. Yeah. Um, I don't think they sounded that certain about that. I don't know what you thought. Yeah, it was just kind of, yeah, she's dead. Yeah, but at the same time, Didn't like, make it, she's Stram dead. was just like, you know, there was loads of confusion. There was this, there was that. And then Alicia said she's dead, like bluntly. But I, I don't yeah. know. I could be wrong. I'd like to think she's not, because the poor, just because of poor Dory. Yeah, yeah, we like John Dory. Um, but she, she, in essence, we find out is her name might well be Naomi, but to John Dory, John Dory knows her as the woman he's been looking for, Laura. Um, that confused me slightly. Okay, shoot. Only because why did? he not have her real name or is Naomi not her real name or why is she kind of doing this whole dual personality thing I I didn't quite so we're going to find that out I think next week Um, because it looks to me like we're going to have a bottle episode of John John and Laura the episode's actually titled Laura so Ah, see, so, I had a sneak. We had a quick chat whilst we were watching it and we think that actually Naomi's not Laura Naomi found the bag yeah at the water park Oh, or maybe. something like that. Found the bag and had the bag, so therefore not actually her at all. Okay, maybe. But the preview for next week looks like she's in a boat with John in a flashback, so... I'm ruin that one, then. Sorry, dude. Okay, that's that one gone. Yeah, no I didn't mean, didn't mean the crap on that for you, but I kind of did. Um, okay. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, Alicia and Naomi head back, um, and, you know, everyone's back. So there's one, there's one more thing I want to talk about before we dive into the kind of up-to-date stuff. Go on, then. Um, the way that the show's being told in this episode is the, by a flashback. So Al is filming Strand, Lucy, and Alicia. And the three of them are telling mm-hmm. stories about that one day, yeah? Oh, please say what I think you're going to say. Go on. So the three of them are telling their perspectives. 
Yep. How in the hell did we get a flashback then of Madison talking to the scavengers outside of the diamond? Thank you. Uh, yep. That that makes no logical sense. It's like, yeah, someone telling you a story and then telling you about something that happened nowhere near where they are. But yeah, this what, is what we think was said. Yeah, but that's just it. They couldn't have known. They couldn't have even thought they knew what was said because they weren't there. No, they're the, all in completely the, separate areas. You've got it. The three of them have gone on a run. So yep. there's no way they could even be filling this in past tense, like, oh, when we got back, my mum told me this. Yeah. Because we're watching a flashback with a level of detail of, hey, do you want to try a weenie? Hey, I'll look up some ketchup, some condiments for you. Hey, you know, yeah. we are having a flashback, like a first-person flashback, but without Madison there telling it. Yeah, so who's who's telling that story? I agree. And that, that to me, really annoyed me. I, I hate the flashback set up. Everybody knows that. I think someone needs to slap Scott Gimple and tell him there are other ways of making television. I, I've pointed that out so many mm-hmm. times. I don't want to bore people. But I'm However, kind of well, I'm kind of trying to ignore it with this. I'm kind of trying to say, okay, right in this, there's been a there's been a time jump to fill in the gap. We need to have this the way of storytelling. I even said to you, I'm going to embrace the way of owl filming and that being a way of yes, doing it. Yes, see, I think this is the first episode <coughs> with a decent flashback, which I thought actually the idea of it worked. Yeah, no, I because agree. you it, saw owl filming them talking. Yeah. goes to the flashback that was yeah. brilliant yeah it but was then like, yeah it was like they were narrating it and yeah it was this kind of they gave like an intro then we saw it and then we came back to them to talk about it al was asking questions which was yep. leading in some new scenes that to me made perfect sense and it was i like, thought that was brilliant it was yeah. just like you say the madison part that made no sense at oh, all well, no one was there to do that absolutely illogical and uh, yeah so there we go i mean uh, that that just threw me completely. How how can you have a first person flashback without the person being there to tell the story? Yep. Um so yeah, anyone, answers on a postcard, my friend. I I, I was lost at that and it really took me out of the episode because I was really into it. I was seeing where the story was going. It was asking more questions and I was finding myself wanting to know the answers. Um, yeah, and yeah. you know, you know, location on the map. Where are they going? What goes wrong? Um, you know, why is that woman come back? Who is she really? Um, you know, she was trying to run off. Why? Strand. What made him change his mind? It couldn't just be that he spotted some maple syrup. You know, <laughs> that there has yeah, to there be has to be to more it. to it than a bottle of maple uh, syrup. Yeah. So it just there were lots of things in it. I was thinking, yeah, well done. You know, you've you've caught me with this. So I didn't think flashback episodes ever could, but yeah. You've got me. I'm, I want to watch next week. I want to start. I want to see some resolutions to these questions, and mm-hmm. I'm finding in fear that every week I am getting some answers, but the answers are giving me bigger questions, which I like. That's what it should be. Yeah, that, that is how episodic television should work. So, you know, the show is keeping me interested. It's keeping me more interested than season eight of The Walking Dead, um, which I know is an unpopular opinion, but it is. Um, yeah. However. That yeah yeah no I want to throw that out that was that was awful. See that was my problem. Is what I mean why I gave it such a bad rating? Uh, just just the sheer stupidness of that. Yeah, pretty much just the case of that. Yeah, well no, I, I can understand. It, it was that the Madison parts, the the why, the swimming pool, also just the little bits. Like you say, you love the details, but then there's some yeah. little details like that. They they threw it in. 
And in the end, I'm just sat there going, I'm just confused by it. Why? Yeah, why have you done why? that? Yeah. So, so let's run through some kind of up-to-date things. So... John reveals he was a cop before all of this, and my immediate thinking was, wow, yet more Rick Morgan synergy. Thank you. Yeah, I've got Rick Sheriff, yeah. John Police. Yeah, I, I kind of thought that was... I don't know. Um, I think the comparisons were already there, so I don't know whether him being a cop really needed to be, but I, I really like the John Dory character, so... Yeah, it seemed like they were just kind of shoving that bit down our throat of, look, he's just like Rick, look, yeah. look. We didn't need that. Nah, I, I agree, but um, I'm, I'm kind of still going with it because the John Dory character I like. Um, it's it's even just quick. It's even down to the side of like those first few seasons. Rick has that iconic gun. Yeah, they've given John yeah, Dory yeah. an iconic handgun. Yeah, with a hat and everything. Yeah, I, I agree. They, they've they've really built a character there that they want people to kind of follow as a strong character yeah oh it worked for that season it worked for that series let's let's try it in this one as well let's just well, that'll, that'll link people in hey man that's that's been around since the dawn of time you know oh yeah hey that works let's let's mimic that um so yeah i'm, I'm not i'm not down on that i just i did feel when he revealed he was got that didn't need to be he could have no. been a lot of things and just been handy with the weapon etc it so, he could yeah. have been a fireman just to make it slightly different. Dude, he could have worked at a rodeo as a you know yeah. a gunslinging cowboy. That's why he was so good with his guns, you know. Yeah, he, yeah. He could have been a lot of things. I I do, I did enjoy something in the preview for next week, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, because there's a line he gives which I liked because I think it's going to show us a bit more about his character. Um, Ooh. Well, in fact, let me let me talk about it now. So basically, next week in the preview. It looks like uh, an episode that's going to focus on John and how he met the woman who's Naomi or Laura or maybe neither. We don't know. Um, and she asks him what he did. And he says, oh, I was a cop. And mm-hmm. she says, you don't have a gun on you. And he's like, well, I find that, you know, guns cause more trouble than they solve. And also, since all of this, the noise of the bullets just draw the you know, draw the past is what he calls them, isn't it? The past. That's it, the past, yeah. Um it's just an interesting insight because all we, we've learned already, he doesn't want to kill people. He's insanely accurate with that gun. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't. If he can avoid it, he won't kill. People. And he he says it a few times. I won't kill if I can avoid it, which suggests that he has had to kill people. Yeah. But but perhaps that's from before this. You know, perhaps that was his mentality when he was a cop. You know, I'll I'll kill someone if I absolutely have to, but I will try everything not yeah. to so that so that's interesting i i kind of thought that because you know morgan before all of this happened you know wasn't a killer you know and then all these yep. things happened to him and he was a stone cold killer and he's trying to redeem himself he's trying to find it's just interesting to me that john dory could basically be the same guy that he has always been um so yeah it's just interesting i, mm-hmm. I, I want to explore that a little bit and just uh I know it was like a one line from a preview for next week, but it caught me. So hopefully next week we'll explore more of that and give me more to think about, talk about. Yeah. Um, so Al has decided she's going to drive the three of them. So that's Lucy, that's um, Strand, and that's Alicia to go on their quest for vengeance. Yes. Basically, they say to them, we want to bury Nick. We want you to bury him at this location. They drive to that location. They dig the hole. Lo and behold, it's nothing to do with the location. They buried a load of weaponry and supplies there. Not Madison. 
Not Madison. Although, like you, I did think when they were digging, that was the reason they wanted to bury him there. That, that's when I heard the Madison. chink of the uh, the spades hitting yeah. something, I thought, oh, this is going to be the reveal. This is why they're after revenge. Here's a load of guns. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I was with you. I was thinking this was going to be something... Something that's going to give us the next big bit of evidence of what happened, or a big clue. So, um, basically, they 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 seemed almost like you know Nick's gone. That's it. Move on. Uh, it's actually Morgan who's like, what are you going to sort of leave your brother on the side of the road? Um, it's interesting because in fear, you know, when people were dying, they did just kind of move on. It was Rick and his group who were very, you know, if they're one of us, we bury them. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, so it's quite interesting to me that you know Morgan's kind of brought that with him, and you know, just like the week or two weeks before, when the guy that he met on the side of the road he later found dead, he yeah. buried him as well. You know, so it's kind of like Morgan's you know way of trying to hold on to humanity, if you like, is you know, no, I knew Nick. Nick has to be buried. Yeah, you you bury your dead. Yeah, yeah, you bury your dead, and. You know, he says that you know he liked to grow things, so he bury him under that tree, and then he leaves that blue bonnet flower left, um, which was kind yep. of, uh, you know, because Nick was holding it when he died, so that's that was kind of interesting. And the impact on Morgan is obviously Morgan wants to leave. He's like, you know, as soon as we're done, I'm off. I'm on my own. Mm-hmm. But whilst they're loading up these weapons and everything, there's this rucksack. Uh, John notices it straight away and says it belongs to the woman Laura that he knew. Uh, he looks at it, he finds his other gun, which yep. he obviously left with, and hopefully we'll get some kind of story behind that next week. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Alicia just drops it on him like a bomb, you know, she's dead. Um, yeah, there's and, no emotion, no nothing. Just No, dead. no, and, and he's obviously distraught and doesn't want to face that. Um, Al tries to talk to him and he's not interested, so Morgan says, Al, just go, take those guys. Al says, I'll find out what happened and I'll come back for you. They go Where's off. Where's it going to be? Well, that's it. Yeah, that, that, yeah, exactly. I'll find you. Yeah, Where? I'll, I'll find you. You got your GPS, right? Uh, I'll call you. Get your phone out. Um, so imagine? yeah, they they head off, and we've got John and Morgan together on their own. Uh, to be honest with you, John and Morgan together, I could watch that show. You know, I'm I'm good. I could watch them to just walk their way through the apocalypse. Uh, but yeah, man, that's the episode. Uh, I know you gave it a pretty. Uh, thumbs down panned it in the open yep. um, and you know there wasn't as much detail as we've discussed in previous episodes that's for sure mm-hmm. uh, and obviously the, the Madison flashback thing is just confusing there, you know there's no logic to that at all um, but yeah I mean now we've sort of broken it down and stuff what what are you thinking so still again the, the vault is it the vultures yeah the, yeah, yeah outside yeah. Why they're not exactly being quiet? They're cooking wieners, etc. Yeah. Where are the past, the walkers, the zombies, whatever they're being called now? Yeah. Why has nothing else been attracted to the fact that they're having a barbecue? Nothing that we're seeing that they're showing us. You know? Yeah, I which mean, is what's frustrating the most. They could be, they could like put up. I don't know. There's another van. You can see another van. It's got another number written on the side yeah. of it. Something just like they're trying to do things like the librarian to give it this realism yeah. and gritty feel, and then they completely forget that the title of it is Fear the Walking Dead. Well, where are these Walking Dead? Yeah, no, that's granted. No, it's, it's, a, it's a beyond fair criticism. I mean, basically, they're sat outside in their motorhomes. Madison, etc., has got the walls. 
if a herd came along, I'd back Madison and the walls over the motorhomes and stuff. With so, no weapons, apparently, because we've still not seen any weapons. Again, and I'm with you on that. I there's no... I don't understand how, from an elevated position of that stadium, they don't just level them. Because you know, these vultures haven't even shown an ounce of... The closest thing to a weapon he's got is that little prong thing he's poking yeah. some wieners with. Yeah, and and I mean, I think they've got knives strapped to them, but that's it. You just, stand up yeah. on top of that wall, all of you've got heavy machine guns, you just level them. Yeah, you, you say I'm, to them, you've got a choice. You've got ten seconds to start the engines and leave, yeah, or, or we're going to open fire. What do you prefer? And that's it, because like when Negan and that lot show up, they kill people, and they've got a lot of weaponry, and they, they, yeah. look, they look evil. This group, they look like, you know, uh, a woman who looks like she's in her 60s rocks up and starts breaking open some boxes for them with supplies and stuff. There's yeah. nothing intimidating about this group at all. And that, to me, is the biggest plot point that I am missing in this show so far. This, yeah, this I, group, don't, yeah. why, why is Madison dealing with them? Why hasn't she just opened up on them? Why hasn't she slit the guy's throat? Well, exactly, like we see... Negan, for example, the first we see Negan, he cracks two skulls open. Yeah, I'm the boss. This guy, do you fancy a wiener? Yeah, I, you're, I don't, you're not I don't, scary boss. Who are you? I don't understand what is going on with this. I, I truly don't. I'm, I'm lost. On on that sense of it, I'm completely lost because there's obviously something's going to happen, which is why they're out to go get them. But there's nothing linking up to that yet that there's got any option that they could do anything bad to them. No, I agree. It is, It doesn't make sense. It, it, it truly doesn't. It is very, very confusing. Yeah, I mean, if they were sat there and on top of the motorhome was one of those big guns like they found at the water park. Yep. yep. You'd sit there and you'd go, cool, these guys are packing some... Yeah. Well, packing just, sack on them. Just, just anything. Just have them uh, look intimidating, you know? Yeah, they, this they, guy looks like some pretty boy. Yeah, doesn't look scary. None of them look intimidating. You know, they got kids skipping around. They got people of all ages. The thing yeah. that the thing that's playing on my mind, and it is something that was said in an interview. So before Fear of the Walking Dead started, there were loads of interviews with the cast, and someone said the bad guys aren't the people you think. Okay. So that has played on my mind a little bit, which has been like, okay, I'm not quite sure where to go with that. Now, if I'm going to follow that through to where the show is, where the clear bad guys, in quote, are these vultures, mm -hmm. then what are we trying to say here? That they're not that bad? I mean, in essence, they're laying siege, but they've not hurt anyone. They've not even made no. threats to anyone. So, in essence, are they bad? You know, their actions are hand over your stuff because you're going to die anyway. But at the same time, they're not stopping anyone going out. No, the worst thing they've done is beat someone to an area yeah. to raid it first. That's yeah. the worst they've done. That is the worst we've seen them do. And all we've seen in the up-to-date stuff is Nick going after them. You know, he didn't turn to see Nick and pull a gun or, or no. look threatened or look angry or even like he thought Nick was going to attack him. Like, he didn't seem yeah. to understand why Nick would be angry with him. Yeah, or didn't expect to see you alive. You know, that's yeah. what he says. Yeah, so, I don't know, it's... I'm finding it really confusing um, because I read that where someone says maybe the bad guys aren't who you think. I, I don't know. I, I'm confused. I, I'm confused by that whole thing because 
genuinely you'd think this far into the apocalypse, Madison and her team, considering six months in, they were willing to blow up dams. They were, you know, she brutally killed someone with a hammer. To be to be now three years into the apocalypse and not be willing to take these people out who are threatening the lives of her and her children. That doesn't seem they're done. There's like a there's a logical disconnect yeah. here that I'm just not getting. Oh yeah. However, you saying that line about the baddies not being who the baddies think they are, it kind of reminds me a bit where someone said if you take the Negan and Rick storyline and yeah. swap and swap it over, would Rick be the good guy or the bad guy? If we'd uh... followed Negan. Now, me and Alf, we've debated this till the cows come on. I used to bring this mm-hmm. up a lot, and and the thing that he always said to me, which is true and and it's hard to deny is that although rick has done some truly savage horrific things you can often other than one scene in the last series which i'm still annoyed about yeah point to a clear reason for him doing it and a clear situational thing going on as to why it happened i cannot find any good reason that negan forces women into his bed to be his wives by basically saying here's your choice you can go out on your own your husband can work for me but if you don't sleep with me and keep me happy you're dead that's that's rape yeah (laughs) that's not not a good guy thing that's that's not that's not a guy that i would gravitate to as a good guy the fact he irons someone's face now people can say yeah but you know this is the society he's created and this is capital punishment yeah it's a society he created and that's kind of the real clear thing here Hmm. if Daryl think of all the things Daryl's done that have nosed everything up Rick hasn't shot him hasn't put his head in a furnace hasn't stuck an iron on his face to remind him who he is you know these these are the key differences I I genuinely I know people like to say that and I think it's a narrative the show have tried to push but Negan is not a good guy. He's worse in the comics for me. Um, the show, I've tried to tone it down, and I genuinely think his character hasn't worked in the show as well as it could have done. Yeah, my dad says in the comics he is, like, horrific in the comics. He is. He is. I mean, every other word in the comics is an F-bomb out of him. Um, but also, he, he is savage in that, and he is straight-up nasty. There's no redeeming him. The fact is, he's jailed in the comics. There's a big time jump. Mm-hmm. And still, you can't trust him. You know, you can't... There is no converting him. In yeah. the TV show, I think they're going to try and stick too rigid to that. I personally think that his character should have been adjusted for TV. If you want to create this debate of a good guy, if we'd followed Negan, would we be Team Negan? Then he shouldn't have the wives thing. That should have been dropped. And he should yeah. have been... You know, he shouldn't have been capital punishing people by ironing their faces. That should have been dropped. Or make Simon do that. You know, yeah, it's Negan society, but Simon, who you wanted to put as the absolute epitome of a psychopath, let him be the one doing it. Yeah, Negan's overseeing it, etc., but he's just overseeing a brutal... He doesn't get his hands dirty himself. He makes someone else do it because he's not actually that bad. Yeah, Yeah, I know you mean. And, and, And you could have had the debate then. But the way he's been depicted, I don't think it's a debate. I think it's cut and dry, it's case closed. Rick is more on the side of good than he's ever not. Yeah. And Negan is just a bad guy. 
So that's um, where I'm wondering then, linking it now back to Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Are we going to get that? Are they going to try and build that sort of thing up with the vultures? Of uh, him being, look, I'm not doing anything bad to you guys. I'm just trying to get my guys to live. Is then Madison going to do something in a future episode which makes us go, oh, hold up, actually, the vultures weren't doing anything wrong. This is the thing. And, or, and, if, and if they can do that, and if they can get us to this point where actually they've not hurt anyone, but all they've done is wait them out, and Madison, etc., have all got killed trying to go off on runs and stuff like that, rather than just leave, and then Alicia, etc., is going on a killing spree, killing them all, but in reality, who's the bad guys in that? Yeah, <laughs> you know? the, the reality is Madison's a bad guy because she wouldn't let anyone leave, and therefore they've now half-starved to death, half-died on See, runs. It's, I don't know where they're going to go with it. At the moment, the logic of everything happening is failing me, but hmm. the show's doing enough little bits in different areas that is keeping me wondering. And, you know, we've just talked about that for ten minutes. Yeah. So there is something there that's interesting, at least. And I think perhaps we're kind of hoping that the logic comes into it the more pieces of the puzzle we get. Because, of course, at the moment, due to the way it's being told by a flashback... It's like trying to complete a jigsaw with pieces missing. You know, we're just not oh, yeah. getting the whole picture. Definitely, yeah. Um, okay, my friend. So, I mean, that's the episode. Uh, so that leaves us with uh, just time for our exciting feature. Yes. Called Who Said It? Yes, indeed. Okay, so you got two out of three last week. I did. Uh, plenty of people got the one you didn't get. I was expecting that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, you kind of thought about it afterwards and went, damn it. Um, so, yes. when you are ready, my friend, I will hit the theme music. Okay, hit me, go for it. That's right, it's time for Who Said It on the Stuff and Things podcast. That's right, Who Said It, brought to you in part by every single character that's no longer with us on the show by Sam, by Alfie, by the listeners. I really like that music, by the way. Just so you know. <laughs> I really like it. Okay, so you ready for the first one? Yeah, go for it. Well, pardon me, young man. Excuse the shit out of my goddamn French, but did you just threaten me? Okay, buddy, tell me. Who said that? That is good old Negan. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> Great quote. I think everybody would get that. I don't yeah. think there'd be anyone who wouldn't have got that one. It's a brilliant okay. quote. Now this one, I thought I had this, right? I mm-hmm. thought I genuinely knew. To the point I even wrote down, well I know that is I don't need to double check it. I was wrong. Oh no. Okay, so okay. Let's, let's see if you can get this one. Have you ever had to kill people because they already had killed your friends and were coming for you next? Have you ever done things that made you feel afraid of yourself afterwards? Have you ever been covered in so much blood that you didn't know if it was yours or walkers or your friends, huh? Then you don't know me. Okay, buddy. Any idea who oh, said no. that? Oh, I, I, I do and I don't. Oh, no. Genuinely, I I thought I knew as soon as I heard it. I was like, "Oh well, of course I know who said that. That's obvious." But now that's I was, that's I was from wrong. a fairly recent episode. Um, I, I kind of recognise hearing it quite recently. It was season six. Season six. Ah. Oh. See, you, you instantly want to go to Rick. 
that's where I went. You instantly it, want to go to was, Rick because it it's that sort of a, a sentence. Yep. No, I agree. Um, and then when it's funny because I I looked up. I didn't believe it. I I thought it was Rick. So I looked up the episode even the the double check and no, it is this other person. Ah, oh, season six. So before Negan's involved it's, it's right at the end or I don't know kind of the middle so they've met up with the Alexandrians and they're kind yeah. of trying to teach them how to live is it going to be someone like Carol is that your final answer I'm going to gonna go with like a Carol or someone your final answer is Carol yeah and you are wrong oh. okay listeners he's done it again um Make sure you let us know who you think that is. Don't Google it. There's no fun in that. I mean, I'm going to have to now. No, I'll tell you after. Right, okay, you ready for the last one? See if you can redeem yourself. Okay. Simply put, there's a vast ocean of shit and you people don't know shit about. Rick knows every fine grain of said shit and then some. Okay. Any idea who that was? Ah... (laughs) <laughs> don't tell me I've got you again I think you might have I want to go oh. to the governor okay you think that was the governor oh no I don't think the governor swore that much no 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 uh, I'll give you another clue it's around the exact same time as the quote before but a different character not the same oh character. really yeah season okay. 6 okay okay season 6 hey I've got nothing on that one. I, I, I have to hurry you to give an answer, please. Oh, no, don't do that to me. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> Daryl. Time's up, time's up. Daryl! I know it's not Daryl. Your but final answer I'm is Daryl. Hey, man. It's so so you, com- you completely guessed. Yep. <laughs> well, fair play to you, my friend. That is completely wrong. Yeah, you got it wrong. Oh. Okay, so you everybody. built me up then. I thought I got it right. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm an ass. So basically, number two and number three is available for a steal. And of course, this week, if you get them right, you get Stefan's car. So let us know. Uh, <laughs> message into the page. Um, <laughs> it's not my car. It's my nan's. Yeah, well, hopefully she'll <laughs> hopefully she'll message the page quick. Um, so yeah, uh, big thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, Message the page. I updated our Twitter account this week, so I could never remember the handle. It's now at Podcast Thangs. Podcast, T-H-A-N-G-S, Podcast Thangs. So if you're on Twitter, please do give us a little follow, and I'll say hello. Um, But yes, other than that, my friend, I'm all done. I will speak to you next week. Yeah, see you later, buddy. Followed by over 17,000 people on Facebook... You need to be one of them. Find the Stuff and Things podcast on Facebook at Stuff and Things Podcast. Also check us out online at StuffandThingsPodcast.com. If you can't figure out how to spell it, then you don't deserve to be there.